everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. Merry Christmas. Hey. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Jay. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's it's that time of the season, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's, we, yes, we, it is. we are doing this the day after Christmas. That's how much That's right. this means to us, people. We we uh, we still get I up. Have here. it any other way? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, a quick shout out to our wonderful supporters and sponsors, um, Bruce Hypebot.com. We can't Good say Bruce. enough to thank you for everything you've done in 2019 to support the show, and of course, bands in town. Thank you. Uh, it it's great seeing bands in town sharing our our episodes and including yeah. us in, in email newsletters and it, it means a lot to us. So thank you so much. And of course to discmakers.com who brings you this show every week. We know it's a digital world, but there's still a very important role for physical media. Absolutely. Digital royalty payments are small and selling products like CD vinyl t-shirts at gigs is so important. Every CD you sell at that gig, you'd probably need roughly 3,000 streams to make that same amount of money. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. Head over to DiscMakers.com. Is Sanduck showing up there? <laughs> It, it's actually funny because we're re just so you guys know we're recording this after our guest. So Jay's got dogs barking. <laughs> our guest had cats meowing. It's yeah, well, it's the like, dogs are like saving my today. life from the UPS driver. So yeah. leave it. It's fine. Oh, it it, it it yeah exactly. Head over to discmakers.com, and if you order sh CDs. You'll get free shipping on CD orders of 100 or more CDs from Disc Makers. If, when you check out, this is important, you got to put this code in when you check out. Put in the code FREEBIZ, F-R-E-E-B-I-Z. It's right there at checkout. Put that promo code in. If you order more than 100 CDs, you will get free shipping up to $150 value. So head over to DiscMakers.com, order your physical goods from them. So this week, it's all about tour press. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of a little Adelaide. area. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little area of press that often isn't really discussed deeply on. Maybe its a own. little overlooked. Yeah. sometimes. Oh, I, I trust me. I've dealt with so many artists where the the thought of doing anything in each market, they don't. It's just no. What, what, we're supposed to do something? Yeah, you know, you've got to go into each market and work with the venue and, you know, see if there's some some media there that can support the show. If it's nothing more than a show listing, maybe you'll get lucky and land an interview. Um, you know, one interview in a local media outlet prior to your show could be the difference between selling out and not selling out. Right. And as we talk about, it's so important for setting yourself up for the future. These relationships, this kind of tour marketing is only going to help you the next time you go out on the road, the next time you put out a release. Yep, yep. So we're, as you said, Jay, we're joined by Ann Layton from um, Ann Layton Music Services. She's a publicist, writer, educator, and today we talk nothing about tour press, and she's got a lot of 
amazing tips of, and advice yep. and tricks and you know how do you find these people give this a listen you'll definitely learn something ann layton yep. i want to welcome ann layton um from ann layton music services she's a publicist writer and educator and thank you for joining us the day after christmas my pleasure, and I, I, I'm actually working a little bit today because I do have bands that are on the road in well, January, so it's like wow. ah. it, that. That's the thing. I mean, you, you, I think all three of us can basically say for what we do for a living, you don't take holidays off because, yeah, yeah you know, there's an album, there's a single, there's a video, there's tours happening. As much it as stop. as much as the music industry kind of shuts down, it's the There's bands still are still out there. The bands are out yeah. there. The music is still being played, listened to, bought, sold. Fans are still out there. So, yeah, it doesn't stop, does it? No. In fact, uh, even the musicians that I, I work with are working. I, I scrolled up and down Facebook, and I, and I saw Michael Whalen, who's got three albums over the course of last year and this year. And he's not one of my artists. Plus, he, he's an A&R guy now at a, at a record label. And then my artist, Joe Denzone, is sending me files right now, and we're prepping uh, an EP re release that um, f that I'm putting out um, of various artists in, in late January. So, And I just sent some pitches out to some journalists, so it's like, hi, everybody. Exactly. Welcome back. So, so Anne, let's, let's really focus in on tour press today. And, and let's just sort of start with a very high level. What is, what's the difference between tour press and what a lot of musicians would just say, I'm just going out and getting press. I'm getting press for my new album. How is tour press different? Well, we're, I'm supporting tour dates. Um, and, and nowadays I'm doing outreach with tour press to both print radio, TV, and internet. So it's fun. And um, I, I recently, over the past couple of years, started working with the Yardbirds again. And back then, I used to be their tour publicist. Now I do their touring social media, which means updating websites from bands in town to um, setting up Facebook events. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun. So, so when you have an artist that you're working with that's going out on tour, do you kind of advance it? Like, do you go to each individual market and go, okay, who's the venue? I need to talk to them and make sure they're posting and who are the local papers and the local, I don't know, radio and local, mm -hmm. you know. And so you kind of have to be a step ahead of everybody. How far in advance do you do you go? Um, I've been known when I work with Ian Anderson, we've been known because he is always on the road. So it's harder to get him like a month before tour dates with him. I've worked six months in advance with wow. the tour markets. Yeah. Um, and the journalists are respectable for that. The only time I'll do like five or six months in advance for an indie artist is to try to get them on TV or, uh, radio. Um, unless it's and if it's an elegant artist, I'm going to try and get them in uh, some of the glossy monthly magazines like Westchester Weekly or Westchester I, Magazine or something like that. Now, um, now, all, gotcha. you know, have you? I guess over over the years of doing your tour press, have you com 
have you built your own media list? Because, you know, a lot of the press, and, and I've done a little bit of tour press, you know, you're not necessarily going out and saying, all right, the New York Times, you're looking for the smaller weeklies, weeklies the, the entertainment rags that you pick up free at, you know, a, a record store or a pizza joint, you know, and there's a, there's a plethora of them out there, but it can almost be overwhelming to an artist. How do I even know what's out there? Is that something that's just taking you years of building up a, a list? Yeah, and, and every tour, every market that an artist goes into, I start anew as well, in addition to my regular contacts and also seeing what the media or what the venue suggests. Um, I will do Google searches um, and newspaper uh Raleigh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and um, radiolocator.com. I'll go there, radio-locator.com. I'll check, because media is also changing. Journalists are leaving newspapers, newspapers stop, and then I also want to find out the publications or the internet um, outlets, so I'll scroll up and down. Um, even on Facebook, I'll go, uh, metal writer uh, or metal magazine Raleigh and I'll see what's out in the triangle for the North Carolina uh, Chapel Hill Raleigh market now gotcha. how, how a, a lot of times you can find a publication listed or somebody listed with a publication mm-hmm. it becomes more challenging to actually find their contact information yeah yeah um there's a couple of things that I do. Um, I do lots of Google searches every every day. I feel like I'm doing um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> searches depending on what campaign I'm working on. Um, so I'm I, a couple of hints, and I hope that nobody big listens to this. Right? Listeners <laughs> is um, um, I, I'll type in LinkedIn Fox News. Let's say. Or LinkedIn, um, uh, whatever uh, newspaper is in whatever town. Um, a lot of the websites I'll go through the websites for major newspapers. Um, if I see Mary Jones listed as a writer um, and I can't find her email address on the website, I'll see if she's on Facebook and I'll send her a note. That yeah. they don't always respond. Um, and I try not to be out in the open about, uh, like sending out a tweet to Dan Herman and say, Hey Dan, what's your real email? Right. You know? Yeah. He's a, he's a podcast guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? I actually know his email. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I imagine just, you built up a pretty, pretty good list over the years of, you know, relationships that you have and people in different markets that you can kind of go into and say, Hey, look, I've got an artist coming through there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, there's some regular journalists, and it, they take my phones, phone calls, or they'll write yeah. back or whatever. Most people are are doing emails now. When you when you start a tour with someone, what what kind of tools ideally would you have? Like, you know, there's some obvious things like you want a bio and a press release, but you know, you want you know like plenty of photos, or are you looking for web banners? What kind of what kind of things do you want in your toolbox when you when you go out to uh, pitch a tour to people? That's a great question. Um, 
and the believe it or not the simpler the better yeah. um but if someone has dozens of photos that's fine i'll i'll use dozens of photos ideally you want a great high resolution photo jpeg um um something that's 1.6 or better um you want uh, a bio uh, not too long a bio one page is fine unless it's mm -hmm. a heritage artists and you know you can't squeeze all that into one page that's understood um and um then you know and then the other thing and actually bruce houghton mentioned to me that nowadays people are looking more for bullet points than in-depth bios yeah that's right yeah so creating a bullet point page and um that's good you quotes are always great but it's not I do. In, it's not necessary. Um, what about music and video? Yeah, um, yeah, really nice quality live performance and a really good uh, promo video, official band video um, that the band made. If if they are at that point, if they're real independent and all they have are live performances, that's live. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, do people? Do you, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say, go do ahead. you have your artists create any content? unique to each market meaning the the yes. typical hey this is except we're coming to los angeles we'll see yes. you at uh you know whatever wherever Do you, that is so important if the more and more an artist can hook up with a venue in the local market and say hey los angeles hey raleigh we love you hey new york city you know we're going to be there and then, um, the like, I'm working with the Kings right now, uh, Switching to Glide. Oh, wow. Goes, sure. Yeah. This yeah. beat goes on, yeah. From Canada, and they've got a show January 19th at, at Bowery Electric. Um, and so they're going to be doing videos, which we'll give to the Bowery Electric site, and we'll also share it. And that that's so much fun. If if they can get it both on YouTube so that that, that YouTube can be shared onto Twitter, right. let's say, or if they can upload it to Twitter, that's fine too. If, if they have a Twitter account, I mean, a lot of fans don't are, are not on all social media. You know, is so this something they can just do on their iPhone or yeah, of device? Course. It doesn't have to be super high audio. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, in fact, everybody, you know, it's the selfie generation, so they can even do selfies, or they can have a friend hold it, or whatever. Um, some of the art, I, I love working with Phoebe Leger. One day she was opening for um, uh, the fabulous Thunderbirds, and um, <laughs> she um, uh, did a, a picture of her, she did a picture of Kim Wilson howling at the moon, and then she did um, a wolf howling at the at the moon and there was so much mm, you know testosterone in that ad it, it people came to the show also for her what so now, now I, I think i think a lot of artists probably realize that the the personalized video clips for each show date are are something a lot of people want is there one or two other items that you have found that venues love to get but most artists don't even think about preparing and creating for them posters or flyers physical 
even yeah. yeah oh gosh you know and enough cannot be said about real world contact real world outreach um and i love artists where they call their friends and say hey i'm coming to raleigh come you know come to the show and they'll the artist himself or herself will uh call their friends in those markets or nearby markets to say they're coming to town um real world press is really important and that's going to go to the service, so don't worry about that phone. That's all right. But it's, it's kind of funny because I was saying, hey, they make phone calls. So someone's trying to get me to go to their gig. Um, <laughs> That's so, all right. I'm sorry. Um, I think, um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is if, if you can find local um, head shops, if you're a stoner band or fashion shop if you're a uh, uh, young hot to trot you know artists um uh you can get it to clothing sh stores or or diners because everybody after a rock show is going to go to a late night diner or something like that so um, so when, when when it comes to posters and flyers so uh, you know you're you're a band and you're going to be touring six states away you don't you can't get there you don't have any friends there do right. you send the venue actual physical flyers, or do you just send them the the JPEG and say, here, if you want to go print this out venue, go ahead and print this prepared flyer out and you use it? How, how do you do that? Um, well, usually it's the band that will send it, that out, the uh, POP material. Um, ideally, in an ideal world, I want the bands to send physical flyers out. Um, and to know who they're and to know who they're sending it to, because right. there have been times where uh, we went to a club, let's say in Hoboken, and the venue never opened the box that yeah. you know we yeah. said you need a personal uh, you know relationship contact so you can not only deliver it to them but also call them up and say hey did you receive that thing. You know, yeah, you get it. Everything well, and, okay. And, and, and the other thing is because it you're you're actually printing flyers and shipping them to somebody, you've got a cost involved there and you surely do not want to be sending flyers out to a hundred different venues if ninety of them never had any interest in getting them. You know, that that that's wasted money in, in, in yeah. I guess as that's I as it. I as I'm seeing it. So it's like you've gotta make sure when you're doing flyers and posters that you know, the venue knows they're coming the venue mm -hmm. wants to use them if if a venue was just like no i don't want flyers i don't want posters i would say well then don't waste your money sending right. them those posters because it's just lost dollars right maybe there's other things that they can use maybe they can use like you mentioned earlier you know the a current photo bio and press release but maybe they need some banners for their website that are a certain size that you can create you know, maybe each, That's I guess true. each market, you're going to have to have that relationship or at least that communication. So it's not just you send the same package to everybody um, uninvited. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and everyone, you're right about that. And then also, if you have fans in that market, um, and some of what I'm saying is more the band or the uh, management's job, where right. the band, like I said before, oh, you know, so-and-so is calling me to come to their gig, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, if, if you know, John has a friend named Mary in the Raleigh market, 
and Mary's a super fan, she's going to be willing to send, that's right. send flyers up in the area. And that's another reason why you want to develop those type of relationships. Do you keep in pretty close contact with management? Do you work hand in hand with management typically, or do you work really just between you and the band? Um, it, it's, it's always different. It's yeah. I'm like a venue, you know, it's always different depending upon who I'm working with. I'll work with anybody. <laughs> Now, now, how do you, this, this is the big challenge. You, you've got 40 tour dates, and you reach out, and you do the initial contact. Hey, you know, band ABC is coming to your town. We want to work with you. Here's a few items right away. What do you need? Blah, blah, blah. You know, a handful of those venues, sadly, are not responding. They're, no. not, they're never going to email you back. How do you, you know, and it could be a, an important show. How right. do you deal with it when you're getting no response from the venue, from the marketing person, from whoever booked the show in that market? Right. Um, that's that's frustrating for bands to go, God, you know, I'm here jumping up and down going, I will do whatever you need, and right. it's dead on the other end. You know, it, it varies. It depends um, on the, quote, level and if a band has an advance or it has a guarantee rather um, as to whether the market gets involved. But even, I mean, there've been times where I was working with really like major touring acts that, you know, have guarantees and the venues, the venue publicist is not responding. It's easier when it's a band of, you know, a famous, you know, $20,000, guarantee. And I just go to the agent and I say, X, venue is not returning my call please call them yeah, call, yeah. And, and then yeah hi what can i do to help you yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry I, I i lost your message i apologize yeah exactly yeah, exactly it, but it's if also it's a, go ahead yeah but if it's an indie band there's nothing you can do except just fight you know it's like dealing with a record label where the a and r head is sick you know and and can't return your call it's frustrating and you just have to do the best you can one of the problems is sometimes there's turnover in these places and you may not be reaching the right person i've had that problem with venues where i'm reaching out to this person they're not responding yep. but they don't out of office it says this person left three months ago and the new person's email is this and so you know sometimes you have to chase that stuff down because of that turnover mm -hmm. you know those people i find that like club owners and club managers tend to stay a little bit longer but sometimes their marketing people come in and out go and a lot of times they're, they're like an intern they're there's somebody some kid at a local college who's working for three months for experience yeah. and then they're sure. gone like yeah, they're I mean, making a lot of money. Yeah, I mean that's another thing. I mean, I've also called called the uh, the booker, let's say, after hours or um, yeah, like at eight o'clock at night, because you know that that's when he's coming to the club, or at you know noon, you know, because he's coming to the club then. So, and then the other thing you can always post a note if you see that they have a regular action on their social media, you can always say, "Hey." Mark, check your email. Yeah, yeah. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. 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 
is is there any media outlet slash publication that's too small when you're dealing with tour press? Because I I've dealt with artists that have these expectations. Oh, the only press I want to worry about dealing with is the major right. ABC affiliate, the major Fox News affiliate, and, I, and, and I'm like, um, yeah, but let's let's try like the local college radio station. Oh, nobody listens to it. It doesn't matter. People do listen to college radio for the most part. Um, um, is there any outlet that's too small? I would say, you know, that's really hard. It depends on the level of the band. I mean, I'm not going to set Ian Anderson up with. Sure. Um, fanzine. The, the penny, the penny saver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, I'm not going to send. I'm not going to send an indie band up with the penny saver because they want us to buy ads. But yeah, I, I. Um. But I think for an indie artist, one, the artists do need um, practice with some interviews. You also don't know how far that journalist is going to go. That's exactly what I was going to say. That they may start out at a college radio station, but guess what? Next year, they're actually they're at the major market Stone station. Or yeah, right. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I Carrie Borzillo, who was like Miss Big E Channel and she's writing books and she's just doing some amazing stuff now, you know, 30, 20 years later or so. She was a. She wasn't writing for anybody when she first started writing, and she's somewhere, you know. Same yeah. with you. Same with me. Same with you. Yeah, that's right. Well, what kind of things can musicians, well, bands, musicians, your clients, what can they do to make your life easier? Uh, pay me. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheers. What can they do? Um, I think. I think the general thing is don't call me a month or less before your tour. Cause you need time to set this up. Yeah. It. I mean, and then you asked earlier and I didn't really answer the question in an ideal world. If I could set, send a press release out when the show is announced, which could be five months later or five months in advance. And then if I could send another press release out, let's say three months and then a month before between, during those three months, I could um, reach out to college radio. I could reach out to X, Y, and Z, depending upon the date of the show. I mean, if it's a summertime show, a lot a lot of college stations are not in session. Right. But um, I could reach out to relevant media, um, ideally starting three months out, and, and that's where I would want to reach out, let's say, to TV media for the band. <laughs> Um, the Bay City Rollers are going to be playing in March. I started reaching out to some uh, electronic, including Howard Stern, in November, and I'm following up next week when everybody comes back in January. Sure, sure, sure. So it's that. What you know? This next question obviously depends on on the the level of the artist, their history, how big they are. But what can an artist realistically expect to get when you reach out? Is it realistic to expect to get people to come to the show, to review the show? Or is it more realistic to say, yeah, you know, if they do a, a mention of your show, that's that's what we, that's good. That's good. I mean, what kind of results should an artist expect? Ideally. 
I'd like to say, I'd like to say, because I go into every campaign with this kind of determination, that if it's a it's a if it's a major market like New York City where we have a lot of indie artists, that I would get a minimal of three placements. I, um, and that could be just a listing in downtown New York, or it could be a radio interview, or we could do a ticket giveaway on let's say well WNYU radio has done some ticket giveaways for some of their shows, although that's changed. Um for some of the genres for the independent shows, but um, I would, s I can't give an answer to that question. <laughs> well, I mean, you I'd know, like it, 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 that, that's fair because it, like I said, it does vary. I mean, somebody like Ian Anderson has different expectations than a, a unknown that yeah. he, a, a lot of times when you're dealing with an unknown artist, maybe your only hope is, I just want to educate the media that this artist exists so when they tour a second time, they're not new to them anymore. Yeah, and even then there are no guarantees. It's really hard. I mean, it was also kind of weird. I, there was an artist that I had worked with for many years, and I had noticed like nobody was doing his press. And I sent him a note because there were or he sent some notes to some friends because he was playing in a market that people had always wanted to see him. So I just sent some notes to some friends and one guy wrote back and this was two days before the concert and saying, and it was a festival concert that he was appearing at. Um, oh my God, is this, this festival he's playing there? Can we get a, a photo? Um, and I'm like, sure. You know, and the artist sent the photo and the next thing that happened, he was one of the pick hits for the festival. Wow. Because the guy had the photo. And that was like three days before the show. Yeah. So it was like, whoa, you know. Do, and do you also take care of, you know, every venue in every market has the local internet show listing where you can just go in and post the shows, you know, I'm going to be at this venue and here's the ticket prices and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's sort of like. Every every website's got the what's happening this weekend, and it's just a plethora. Do you take care of submitting and getting them into those, or is that something where you're encouraging the venues to do that? Well, you, you I'm assuming that the venues don't, but some venues do. Um, there are only a couple of those sites that I deal with, like Bands in Town, um, who... I'll do bands in town. I'll do jam bass, jam bands. Uh, I think it's jam bass. Yeah, jam bass. Yeah, for right. jam bands. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to get reviews from jam bands. It's it's competitive. Um, um, Facebook events. Um, some of the newspapers will send notes back. Say, do posts on our newspaper website. So we'll do some of those. Um, a couple of those. Um, it it also depends on the budget. I mean, if it's a one hundred dollar per gig budget, um, my work is going to be more focused on actual human humans. And sure, um, sure. I, I also I will teach the band how to do some of their social media because at that point they should be doing their social media. Um, sure, if, sure. if yeah, if it's a what I've noticed, the bands that tour 
don't have a, that are more up and coming still have more time to do more things. Yeah. Is there anything that has to be done after the fact? Like, at, let's say you roll into a market, there's good reviews, somebody had you on their local radio show or morning show on TV, or there was a write-up, or the venue was particularly kind. Is there any follow-up after the fact that either you or the artist should be doing? Thank yous, always. Um you know, if someone writes an article, uh, you want I want to read it. I want to share that article and say, uh, like the socials. Yes, yeah, so and so, and and pick on something that they talked about. Or if the, in an ideal world, if that article came out four or five days before the show, um, I could post that on Twitter, let's say, or or Facebook, and say, uh, Mary. Mary's article or thank you, Mary. And they, the band spoke about this topic on the social media and include the link. Is there, is there anything, um, uh, a musician artist slash band should do the night of the show? If they know some media is going to be there in attendance, meet them. Don't be an Island. Meet them. Yeah. Yeah, we have a photo taken. Yeah, the other yeah and yeah, fo- yeah, photograph yourself. Um, I think uh, I think it's important to 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 connect with people. The other thing is to come on with an attitude that this is going to be a great night. Not I'm going to complain about <laughs> right. something the venue did. How can you say that? Yeah. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, right? <laughs> a little, little, little. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, so Anne, you know, there, you've, you've given us a lot of great tips and tricks and advice here. Um, if there was one thing you could say to an artist who 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 maybe can't afford to hire any of us to do anything for them because they're so new. If there's one thing they could do to help themselves when they're coming to a coming to a town for a show, what would it be? Um, Have a to do list of advanced things that you could do reach outs to. Um, And, you know, one of the things I do want to emphasize again, Google is your friend in the sense of searching for newspapers, Detroit, let's say, whatever. Um, and try to reach out to, you know, both medium and smaller media outlets. Um, I would say that would be one thing and make sure that you could supply a photo with left to right, the band member names. Um, make, make, make sure that band photo is actually the band that's going to be playing. As <laughs> the in, current lineup. You know, if, if, oh, you change lead, if you change lead singers, send a different photo with your new lead singer in it. I think, yeah, I think the lead singer is more important. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, if you have the band break up like a month or so before the tour break happens, you're kind of screwed and you have to pretend that that drummer is so-and-so, right. you know, who, who's on the road. But, right. yeah. Ideally, you want to you want current photos. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then again, keep the attitude. It's show business. Bring it. Bring it. Be upbeat and energetic and enthusiastic. 
Yeah. Are you still taking on new clients? I am. I am uh, periodically, especially, I think I'm going to have extra time summer 2020 mm-hmm. and spring 2020. So I do do tour press. Um, I do album release press um, for folks in the, from pop, from uh, hippie type of genres, from folk to singer, songwriter, prog and hard yeah. rock. Yeah. 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 And what's the best way for potential clients to find you and get in touch with you? And I'm going to give you my website, which is A-N-N-E-L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N.com. And I've got um, email and texting contacts. Their um, phone is always good. You can always call me. And I'll, I'll, I tend to talk with clients and artists after hours. Because when I'm working the phones, I'm, I'm a beast. The phones. Yeah, yeah, I really am a beast. I'm very yeah. aggressive. No one believes that. <laughs> <laughs> and and thank you so much. I, you know, I think this is this is so important that that artists they have to stop with the the thought of all right, I've booked the show, I'm done. It's like yeah. no, you just booked the show. It's now just starting, yeah. and, and there's, there's a lot, lot of stuff you need to do. If you want your show to be a success, if you want that venue to bring you back a second time, you know, I've I've told clients a lot of what you're doing here is just showing a venue how hard you work to try and sell tickets. Maybe the tickets didn't sell, but as somebody saw the effort, as somebody who's booked venues and worked at venues on the marketing side. We are. We were greatly impressed when we had an artist who might have only sold fifty percent of the tickets, but man, they busted their butt. And we'll be like, "Come on back. You worked your yeah. butt yeah. off. We know we'll work with you." As opposed to the other artist who's like, "We never heard from them. They never answered our calls. They never answered our emails, and we didn't do a sellout. But it wasn't bad. But it's like, no, you know, we want somebody you know is going to work." Yeah. Yeah, I mean there it's is heavy lifting. Yeah, it's heavy lifting. Everything you do in in a music career, in any career um is heavy lifting and uh you know, that's 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 one of the reasons I feel good about what I do and what I'm teaching and things like that. It's fun. Awesome. awesome. And once again, thank you so much for thank you, Anne. for joining us during the holiday break here when Happy holidays. We shouldn't be working, but we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, and I will see you guys soon. Take Have care. Happy New Year. Happy New you Year to too. you as well. Thanks, Ann. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, I can't stress enough the importance of tour press, even wow. to an artist who is just playing their local neighborhood yeah. for two nights. There's a lot you can do, and oh. and – and I always encourage people, it's like, this is setting yourself up for the future of your career here. Right, you're learning right. the ins and outs. You're showing the people in the business you're willing to work. And, you're a pro. And, and you're a pro. And, you know, if, if nothing else, you want to be able to tell the venue who's complaining that, yeah, the door was terrible and we can't pay you. You'll be like, mm-hmm. it ain't because hey, of our lack of effort. We did everything we could we sent you everything we emailed you once a week you guys didn't respond so well the one thing i keep telling clients is that 
this is collaboration. It's a partnership. It's not just you show up and play the show and go. It's not that you just put out the music and you're done. If you have a label, a distributor, a PR agent, a sync licensing person, a social media person, whoever is working with you, and that could be your brother and it could be Irving Azoff, whoever's on your team, you need to have collaboration and a partnership with them. And this tour press is exactly the same thing. You don't just mail it in. And you sit down with them ahead of time and you plan it out. How can I collaborate with the venues? You've been in that position for years. And as you said, if somebody collaborates with you and, and partners with you, then you're going to have them back. Yeah. It's going to help their career. And I, and I think it's important to also keep in mind that a tour publicist, it, it, it's a slightly different skill set and can be a completely different person than somebody who does a traditional, traditional album release publicity because yeah. a tour publicist, as we just discussed with Ann, has to go deep into each local market and deal with every, you know, the little radio stations, TV stations, cable channels, you know, yep. the weeklies, the majors. They're dealing with Everything. all of it. They're dealing with all of it, and it's all focused on one show, one night, yeah. and that's it. So, yeah. you know, don't don't assume that you've got a regular publicist that they can also do tour publicity. They may not yeah, have the depth skill of context. Set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a different skill set because you have to have those relationships um, for each of these markets and, and know off the top of your head, is there a, a local TV station that will take bands that come in through there? You know, is there local papers or radio or how do I partner with that venue and what are their needs? That comes with experience and a traditional publicist can do some great things, but it's a different skill set. It's a different skill set. It's a different Rolodex. Yeah. Um, all right. So once again, we want to thank everybody. Uh, Hypebot, bands in town, disc makers. Thank you so much for everything you've done to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast in 2019. Sure. It means a lot to us. If you are watching us on YouTube, please hit that little subscribe button and head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. It's greatly appreciated. We love seeing what you have to say about stuff. Yep. And um, that's it. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah. We'll see you next year.